Monarch, Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. But if you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. This episode is brought to you by Michigan Economic Development Corporation. In Michigan, you can have both a rewarding career and a quality lifestyle. With plentiful career opportunities in world-changing, innovating industries, from electric vehicles to clean energy to biotech. With room for advancement no matter where you are in your career. Plus, Michigan offers a welcoming, beautiful, affordable, and inclusive community for all. Live your best life. You can in Michigan. Visit themichiganlife.org. What is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young podcast. On today's episode, I sit down with Josh Richards and talk about making money, angel investing, and podcasting. Josh Richards may be known as a TikTok star with over 22 million followers, but he is much more than that. Josh is the co-founder of Talent X, co-founder of Annie Energy, and the CSO of Triller, and he recently got involved with angel investing. Also, he recently launched a podcast with the founder of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy. Last week, the podcast went public, BFFs, a new weekly Barstool podcast co-hosted by Portnoy and Richards, and it became the number one business podcast, and they absolutely crushed it. Before we get into today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe, share this episode with a friend, and with that being said, let's dive into today's podcast with Josh Richards. All right, what is going on, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome back to the Rise of the Young Podcast. Today, we have Josh Richards on the show. Thanks so much for coming on, bro. Hey, thank you for having me, man. So we originally had you on the podcast. I think it was back in February at the right. old house, and a lot has been moving and grooving since then, man. You've got yeah. a lot of stuff you got your hands in. How, how long ago was the first one? Like February. We February? dropped it in February, yeah. Jeez. It was me, you, Bryce, and... Um, general that was like <laughs> that was like literally my start i feel like of like blowing up in social okay. media when you were out there um like i want to talk to like talk to the people like what was that point in your life like, like what was the transition because then, now you're an angel investing you just came out with any energy yeah, you, you yeah. have a lot of things going on but back in february like what have you done since then and what has changed i mean there's like literally so much i could sit here and talk to you for <laughs> two hours about everything that's changed. But um, I think a lot of the things also just took time, right? Like yeah. the energy drink we've been working on for five to seven months now. Yep. So like, yeah, we might've been talking about it way back then, but it, people are just seeing about it now, right? Um, I mean, guys, we're, we're coming out with podcasts now. Like a lot of the Sway Boys are doing podcasts. Uh, I got one coming out with Dave Portnoy actually yep. soon. So that's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, it's called BFFs. BFFs. Um, we have, I mean, all started YouTube, me and Bryce, uh, decided yep. to like start trying to do our best to take over in like the TikTok coming over to YouTube space. Right. Yep. Um, I mean, uh, it's chief strategy officer at Triller. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to talk on that because obviously Triller, TikTok, you guess you kind of look at them as competitors in a sense. And especially with everything that happened where it's like, are they going to ban TikTok? Right. And then you see Triller coming out. Like what's your involvement with 
um, Triller and how did, how did that come about? Right, yeah. So um, it actually all started when we started seeing all the rumors in yep. you know social media with um, China's involvement with TikTok, um, the privacy of all these users. And it actually kind of goes back to, I guess, like, my plan with um, entrepreneurship in the social media space. Uh, when I first co-founded Talent X, it yep. was because I saw that there was no one looking out for the creator, not one person. Tours were scamming creators. There were these managers scamming creators. And it was just like left and right, these these young kids are being manipulated, right? Yep. So that's why Talent X uh, started, uh, brought a lot of my friends in there and it was, it was to help those creators. And then um, when I saw that TikTok was actually doing things to hurt the creator, and as well, like they weren't, they weren't hearing us out. Like when we were pitching ideas, like nothing was changing for the, yeah. for the better of the creator. And, um, I mean, it was like, it, it, that was my mission, right? Like that's my, that's, I felt like that was my duty to be like, yo, look, all these followers, I had 20 million followers at the time on TikTok. And I was like, I'm responsible for all of you in a, in a sense, right? Yeah, like I'm influencing sure. you. So I, I felt like it was my duty to bring them over to an app that's going to be safe for them. And same with yep. all these creators that I, I mean, got to be involved in talent X and like really push their TikTok. It's like, wow, I put you on an app. That's kind of unsafe. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, how sure. do I, how do I, you know, help you out? <laughs> and that's yeah. trailer. I wanted to also bring up too. I know that we talked about right before the podcast, Michael Gruen. How did you meet Michael? Because we were just saying that like having yeah. someone that can help guide the ship and actually help you along your journey is critical as a creator and anyone that's doing anything. So how did you and Michael meet? Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty funny story. Can I get into that, Michael? Can I talk about it? Okay. <laughs> so, um, about a ye over a year ago now, I just got off, uh, the two tours I did, uh, for social media and okay. I went to Bryce Hall's house. So I'd known of Bryce, but not really like he would see me at parties, uh, like social media events and he'd be drunk as yep. fuck and he would just come over to me and be like, I've seen you on social media. Keep killing it. And that was it. That was our conversations. So I DM'd him. I was like, let me come over. Let's hang out. He was like, yeah, sure. Went over there. Um, and I, I was smoking, right? So I asked my friend to smoke with me and he was like, he was like, oh no, like I, I'm on a tolerance break. Like <laughs> someone's uh, doing a bet with me where it's like 45 days, none of that. And then I get a free trip to Hawaii. Yeah. Right. So I was like, dude, come on, like 45 days, you can be tested and, and you'll be fine. Like <laughs> just do it once now and then don't do it again for 45 days. Right. And then he, Michael was sitting in the corner and Michael was the guy that made the bet. Okay. <laughs> so, so Michael starts chewing me out and he's like, he's like, just because you're a loser doesn't mean he has to be and like, we get, in, <laughs> we get into this argument. Like we did not like each other at the okay, start. Really? Yeah. Like we were not friends at all. And, and like, after we talk, I walk out of the room and I go to Bryce. I'm like, why the fuck is this guy at your house? Like, who is this guy? Like, why is he being a dickhead? And, and my, uh, Bryce was like, no, that's just Michael. Like you'll learn he, he's blunt and you're going to learn to love him. Nope. And I was like, all right. Later that night, we get into a boxing ring. It's three in the morning. I'm about to crash. I'm about to go to bed. I'm watching like everyone kind of like box because Bryce used to have a ring in his yep. house. And uh, Michael told me to come up. So I go open the ring with him <laughs> and I'm like, let's do it. Let's do like, you know, real box, like face shots, everything. And then he's like, he's like, no, 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 no. Body shots only. And I'm like, dude, I'm 110 pounds. I'm not doing <laughs> any damage to you at that point. Right. So, uh, he, we ended up fighting or whatever. You no, and Michael. Yeah. Me and Michael ended up boxing body shots only. He, he was just ramming into my body. I mean, just going <laughs> and like, it's all bone, right? So I literally just reflexes. I played hockey left hand right to the fucking face. Oh, like punched God. him right in the face. And I mean, talk about a first interaction. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that was like a really good first impression to leave on Michael. And then we started a company together. Wow. Well, <laughs> 
That's dope. And st- speaking of Bryce starting a company, I know that we spoke on any energy. I yes. tried it for the first time upstairs. Why an energy drink? Um, I think that when people look at uh, my content and Bryce's content, they see that it's like it is just the most out there, high energy, crazy. Yeah, and totally. What we used to do is we would shotgun Red Bulls because we weren't allowed to shotgun alcohol in our YouTube, right? Yep. So we would shotgun these Red Bull cans and um, everyone started doing it. We saw TikToks of people like tagging us, shotgunning energy drinks, and like they would send us videos or challenge us to video. And we were like, dude, we are blowing up Red Bull right now. <laughs> like all these kids are like drinking these Red yeah, Bulls yeah. the way we are because we're posting it. Why not do it ourselves? So then that's kind of where the idea came from. It's like, let's pitch it to these people that they can have just as high energy as us grabbing any energy. Yep. Yep. And I, I want to bring up, you guys launched with two flavors. Yes. It was black cherry, lemon, lime. Why those two flavors? Um, I think that also like in the energy drink space, all energy drinks kind of taste like terrible. Yep. Right. It's like, it's jet fuel. You're drinking like the most high caffeinated un- unhealthy drink. And we were like, all right, how do we bring, you know, a good tasting energy drink to the market. And so what we did is we tried to do something more on the lifestyle yep. uh, area. And it's like something you can drink on a Monday morning, something you can drink when you're going out on a Friday night. And uh, black cherry, I, I personally just, I, I love cherry. Like that's a flavor For that sure. I loved a lot. So I was like, I don't see energy drinks doing it. Let's do it. And then uh, Bryce was like, you know what? I think like a, a flavor that everyone kind of loves is like a Sprite or a lemon lime. So sure. I think that's just kind of like the two ideas He's, we went down. For sure. And then you said something at the beginning. You're starting a podcast. David yes. Portnoy, Barstool Sports. Let's talk about it. What are you excited about regarding a podcast? Dude, uh, I just have always been someone that's like enjoyed conversation, right? Yep. Like I, I love like the free form talking back and forth. Like I feel like you really get into uh, conversations that you wouldn't in YouTube content or totally. TikTok or like it, it shows it's more like personal and deep yeah. and then not like crazy. It and adds <laughs> so much depth to a yeah, person. For sure. Right. And, and I think that's just so important. Um, especially for the viewers like watching, like they, they want to know more about us. Right. Yep. So let's give it to them. So, um, also just like Dave, absolute savage. Like he <laughs> is an animal. Yeah. Um, so much respect for him. So what are you guys gonna be talking about? He's a, he's a very outrageous type of person. Oh, I love him to death. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think that's like the exciting thing about it is that you're never really going to know what you're going to get. Yeah, right. Like yeah. it's, it's always going to be this big, crazy thing with Dave and I, so, um, I'm, I'm just super excited yeah. for it. And then, um, like with Barstool and the podcast, like I said, the conversations, you're never going to know what it is. What's it based off of? And say the title one more time. Oh, uh, it's called BFFs. BFFs. Yes. It's like, like who would expect a 18 year old TikToker yeah. to pair up with the like face of Barstool Sports, <laughs> right? Like it's just like the weirdest pairing ever. Yeah. So that's kind of why we named it BFS. We thought that was kind of funny. Y- you said, uh, I think you should also touch on how, like, you, a lot of what your strategy has given some of the feedback that you got. Right. Yeah. You can also tie that into your Anyways, you can keep going. All right. For sure. Um, do you want to base it off of that? We'll go on yeah, to the next question. For sure. Yeah. All right. So the podcast, Dave Portnoy, everything you're doing there. Talk to me about what you guys are going to be talking about and yep. how that even came to fruition with him. Yeah. Well, I think, first of all, we're trying to do these pairings that are just like out of this world, yeah. right? Like uh, doing something with Dave Portnoy, completely unexpected. How it all started was from him tweeting out about the Chase Hudson and Nessa and myself like that controversy that blew up the internet for like yeah. two days <laughs> and he tweeted out about us being like wiggle dickers and we we're like this this <laughs> pairing is just so 
out there and, and perfect at the same yeah. time. Like so crazy, it might just work, right? Yep. So that's why we did that. Um, and I think like just like on the podcast, the first episode when when we filmed it, like it, it was like just me and Dave talking about how different our two worlds are and kind of just me hearing about his and him hearing about mine. Talking about different worlds, you talked, you said you identified as a TikToker, but recently I see that you've been getting involved angel investing and yep. there's been a, a transition with not only your identity, but the positioning of who you are. So talk to me about angel investing, why you got into it mm -hmm. and what that looks like. Well, so I've always been someone that knew I needed to do something with my money, right? Like yep. going out and being these like social media influencers that buy two cars and like, yep. I'm always going to wear Louis Vuitton and I'm going to be it, like rocking Rolexes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that is stupid. That is the dumbest thing you can possibly do, especially when these kids are literally making money from paycheck to paycheck, right? Yeah. It's not like, oh, I have a three, four, five year contract. It's yeah. you have one brand deal at a time and they're spending it all. So what my idea was, is like, how, how can I turn my money into more money? And I, I talked to people I knew and they were like, here's a few options and angel investing, angel investing was the most interesting to me. Very cool. So I've always been someone that's like, when I was younger, I, I had like two little companies, right? Like I had a hockey shirt company and I had a lacrosse company. So when I get to hear, <laughs> that's ironic. I played hockey and lacrosse too. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> so when I got to hear people like they, they, these founders, like super intelligent people pitch me their, their brand, I mean, their companies, like it, it's, it's one, an amazing learning experience for me. Cause I'm growing out my own products yep. and companies. And then two, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's the best. Yeah. Like I love those meetings. How are you like looking at deals? Have you invested into anything yet? Or yeah. 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 Like yeah, we've done a couple um, investments. Uh, we're looking into, I mean, one, uh, CPG products, right? Like we have a following that is very loyal to us. And, yep. and when we endorse a product, it's like we're stamping our approval on it, right? Yep. So then they're going to listen to us. So when we come across a company that we find, you know, we can either implement very well or it's it, it would be important for our fans to know about it. It can help in any way. Like we'll go in there and then we'll get advisory shares as well. And then we can blow up this product or move a lot of this product for, for the company. Right. Yep. And then we're also doing angel investment in just, uh, companies that we think are going to succeed. Like mm. it can be tech. It can be, uh, like I said, CPG, I mean, list goes on and on. Very cool. H how do you vet these deals? Cause I know you guys have such an audience you can bring behind a product. Is everything like active and you put your name to it or is it also some passive investments where you're not really too attached? A hundred, hundred percent both. Okay. Like if there, if there's a company that I just believe is going to succeed, like, but I can't necessarily help in any way, I, I'll put my money down into yeah, it. That's what's up. How do you manage your time? You have so much going on. You walk in the house, there's so much happening. Like what does your day to day look like? <laughs> I mean, so we actually were going for such a long time with just no schedule at all, right? <laughs> and yeah, like yeah. we started realizing it's like, oh, now I have two meetings booked at the same time. Or yeah. I have a dinner and I also have this party, blah, 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 blah. So it was just like, how are we going to structure our lives better? So recently, um, all the boys came together with Michael and Warren and we decided to like completely schedule our days. Our days. So Every single day we're waking up at around like 8.45, we hit the gym at nine and we're working out and then we get off, we eat our breakfast, we film our TikToks and our trailers for an hour long. Everyone gets their content done on their social media platforms, if that's Instagram pictures, yep. stories, and so forth. Then Mondays, uh, Thursdays, and Saturdays, 
those are our YouTube filming days. So from 12 to 8 p.m., okay. me and Bryce, we go out and we just film YouTube. YouTube bits, anything we can do for our YouTube account. Then um, on our Wednesdays is podcast days. So I just have that whole day booked out. I'm doing podcasts, depending. Okay. Like I'm, I'm trying to hit out four podcasts a day, right? Yeah, like you on or people on your shows? I mean, both. Like both? I'll, okay. That's the days I go on podcasts. That's yep, the days yep. that people come on mine. And we just try to bang out as much podcast content as we can. And then that leaves our um, our Tuesdays and our Fridays where we do business meetings, right? So we have two days of business meetings, th like three days of uh, YouTube content, and then a day that's for podcasts. So cool. yeah, we're we're trying to definitely like get into that more structured and scheduled <laughs> life because yeah. before it was an absolute mess. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, for everyone that's watching out there that follows you on social, what do you think the biggest mi misconception of you is? I think that people often like associate me as just either a like party guy or like me and Bryce going out and just like wreaking havoc. You know what I mean? <laughs> but there's actually like so much more that goes into like my day-to-day -day life yeah. and uh, like companies I'm growing or or just dealing with talent X and it, there's so many things behind the scenes that no one ever sees. Cause all they see is a TikTok dance or yeah. all they see is a YouTube video. And uh, that's why we're trying to like actually do these podcasts is because we want to add, like show people there is more to us. Yeah, than meets for the sure. Eye. The depth. Yeah, for exactly. Sure. I love that. Where do you see creators going wrong? Because I know we talked about it all the time. It's like, you guys have such an infrastructure and a team behind you, which a lot of individuals don't have. Yeah. So like, where do you see creators going wrong? And how do you suggest they not only find an agency, but how do you give them some direction? If right now there's creating content, they're getting some brand deals, but they don't really have a long-term vision like you guys have here. Right. I mean, honestly, like how I first learned what to do, like the you know, yes and no's of social media was by studying other social media influencers, the people yep. that were at the top at the time. Like when I was younger and I was able to watch, you know, like the Paul brothers and, and Cameron Dallas and David Dobrik and the Dolan yep. twins. And I see where all of them went wrong. And then where all of them went really right. Like that, that's such a big learning experience and everyone can go do that. Like yeah. it's on the internet, right? Where do you think they went wrong? Cause I just getting tangible. Cause I, yeah. I mean, people can learn from that, from you. And you know. I mean, uh, also like, I think people can learn where I went wrong. Cause okay. I've done a lot of things where I went wrong. Like there are a lot of situations where either I got lost in, let's say the party scene in LA or, yeah. um, I just, you know, thought, Hey, guess what? I'm relevant right now. So I'm going to be relevant forever. And that's the mistake most social media sure. creators make right like they they hit this point like um let's just say it's 500k to a million likes on instagram right yeah. you feel untouchable at that point you're like i am a top dog how mm. is anyone gonna knock me off of getting a million likes per post right yeah. but the craziest thing is is like you wake up the next morning and it's gone like you need to prepare for like days and days ahead uh, and you got to prepare for that irrelevancy to come yeah so I think that it's just like comfortability is the worst thing. You can never be comfortable in this industry because yep. that's how you lose. For sure. And speaking on that, like the half million likes, million likes, like at that level, what you have 7 million followers on Instagram. Like yeah. what is your perception on like you open up your Instagram, you have, you know, you can't even respond to the amount of DMs. Like how <laughs> do you personally use social media? Right. Because I'm sure you have hundreds and thousands of people DMing you and commenting and you are going on there for a purpose. So like, yeah. how do you, how do you personally use each platform when you're actually on there? Is it DMs? Is it comments? Is it a little bit of everything or what? I mean, I think it's definitely like a little bit of everything. Cause I want to keep my fans engaged and I want them to know that like yep. I care about them and I'm 
absolutely blessed to have every single one of them following me in my daily life. But also like when you get to a certain point as a creator, you have such a networking like power, right? Yeah. Like if you're verified and you have millions of followers, you're going to show up on the top of all these people's DMs. Like yep. go out and like reach out to people. Like yesterday, for example, me and Michael for uh, the one of the podcasts that I'm doing, which is the movie podcast with Noah Beck. Um, we we went out and DM probably 50 different actors and producers and directors, yep. right? Because we know there's a very high chance that they're going to see my message. And I know that not all social media influencers have that, I guess, same amount of power because they don't have that f amount of following, but yep. it, it never hurts to try, right? And I think that's important. Like when you're reaching out to people, like how often is it you get a yes or a no or, cause that like, that takes like, you know, you're, you're selfless. You're reaching out, you want them on the show yeah. and you're just shooting your shot. <laughs> and I think everyone can learn from that. I think, I mean, like I get, no, I get no's all the time. Like I got a few no's today. I, and okay. I, I think that people, when they see that it, it gets them scared or it's kind of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this anymore. Maybe yeah. I shouldn't DM these people or maybe I should wait till I'm bigger. Right. But if you're in those people's heads and then they, you know, your podcast blows up or your YouTube account blows up or you just grow as an yep. influencer, they're going to see that and reach back out to you, right? Like they're going to see that you've been working or they're going to see that you, you've now taken over in one niche. Yeah. Do you have like a, a dream guest that you want to have on your show? <laughs> yeah, I definitely a dream guest for mine, like on the, on the movie podcast would be Will Smith. He's been Will like Smith. my favorite actor okay. forever. Absolutely. So when that happens, we'll take work. this and we'll reflect on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When Will Smith joins my podcast <laughs> yeah, and comes yeah. on, we, okay. we can roll this clip. <laughs> yeah. Dream guest on the Portnoy podcast. Dream guest on the Portnoy podcast. Ah, Maybe um, Scooter Braun, because I would just love to see okay. him and Dave just like bash it out, you know? Okay. Because that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it would be so funny. It yeah. Would, like, oh, I just, that's what I love about Dave too. He's so blunt. He's a yeah, lot like Michael. Very. Like he, he's just like, I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking. It does not matter if it hurts your feelings. Nope. It does not matter if it makes you cry. You are going to hear what I have to say. For sure. So, and I respect that. Yeah. What about the... Um, opposite side of the, uh, the spectrum. Do you have any podcasts that you want to be on or one in particular that you say, hey, like this is where I want to be. It was Joe Rogan, whatever it is. I mean, Joe Rogan is an absolute legend yeah, in like, yeah. the podcast industry. So of course I would always love to go on that podcast. Um, but I mean, I think that, I mean, I think you kind of killed it with the Joe Rogan. Like, that's kind of like the- <laughs> Number the, one in the world, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like that's the dream <laughs> to get sure. on that. Um, but I mean, doing a podcast with Dave, like, I would have said like, oh, I would want to be on a podcast with Dave Pornoy at yeah. Barstool, right? But I already have one with him. So I've kind of gotten to that goal of mine. Yeah, that makes sense. So I want to talk about Talent X. You talked yeah. about creators first. Um, what exactly is Talent X for people that don't know? Because like I said from the beginning, you guys have your hands on a lot of different things. 100%. But Talent X in and of itself, mm -hmm. um, let's talk about it. Yeah, so I mean... It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So Talent X, uh, we started talking about it probably, like I said, a year ago, yep. over a year ago. Mm -hmm. Um, and really it's like the biggest management agency for social media and TikTokers especially. Yep. Right. So what we do a lot is we will sign these kids that we see are starting to do a little bit good in social media and we'll try to give them the direction we can. Right. Um, I mean, we've done that with a lot of people, all these new guys that joined the sway house. Yep. Like I think there's been nine total sway members, right? Like okay. all those people uh, were small when they started or besides the core group, which we kind of started yep. with Bryce, myself, um, Anthony, Jaden and Griffin. And even like all of us were not big. We used each other. Right. And then we saw that, that, um, at that like, 
fuck. The group effect. The, yeah, the group effect. Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I was trying to look for. <laughs> that strategy worked so well. Yeah, because you're and promoting them and it all reciprocates. 100%. And then we started bringing, like, we brought in Keo like two weeks later yeah. and, and Keo blew up. And then we bring in Quentin and, he, and then we have Noah in and then yeah. Blake in. And it's like all these guys are joining Vinny Hacker. Like, yep. and you see their social media is just absolutely take off, right? So I think that uh, Talent X is definitely something that helps creators build their platforms. But also, it, it's one of the only places that I, or eight management companies that I've ever seen build products with creators. Yep. A lot of them always only care about like, what's the next big brand deal I can get you? Or how can I make you money right now? It's not the long-term thinking. For sure. And that's what we build with all these guys in this house. And especially with Michael is just like, how can we actually build a company and then own equity, exit? And that's a, that's like a time investment. You're putting work into that yeah. company five years later, you exit on that company and make millions of dollars, yep, right? For sure. One thing I've always noticed about you, man, since we met in February is just you're very humble in everything you do. And I always tell Kieran whenever we're talking about you, I'm like, dude, Josh is just like one of the most humble dudes, keeps it real. <laughs> like, Thank you. I'd love for you to talk about like your your upbringing, right? Because yeah. I think it, <laughs> you said no. Yeah, Michael, Michael, I knew Michael was going to give me a hard time. He literally calls me a douchebag. He calls me the biggest douchebag in sweat. Oh, so, wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, my perspective is you're humble for sure. But let's <laughs> talk you. about that. Like, Okay. <laughs> I I don't know. I think I think I hang out with Michael so much, and he get you. You've been around Michael. You know Michael. You can't survive with Michael unless you're a dickhead to him. Yeah, Michael, you're welcome to join, bro. <laughs> 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 well, little dude, come pop on. <laughs> but um, my upbringing, yeah. Uh, I was born really small town, uh, outside of Toronto. Like, okay. the I grew up in a town. I think of like two thousand people until I was like four years old, right? I knew one person and it was like my neighbor and that was it. Like we hung out all the time. Um, and then I moved from there to a, still a small town. It was just closer to my dad's work. He was a high school teacher and I lived there for like my whole life on. And I mean, my family, like I, I have so much to owe to them because just all the lessons they taught me throughout life and how they kept me grounded and humble. Like that's all because of that, yep. that, that was my upbringing and my parents. Like I couldn't have had a better family. Um, so like they, you know, they bring me to every sport. My dad got involved in every sport I played. He was my hockey coach at one point, a lacrosse coach, soccer coach, basketball coach, yep. volleyball. <laughs> like every time I touched a sport, he would be there to help me out. Right. And my mom, the same with like school stuff. When I was younger, uh, I had a really hard time putting the words that I thought it like out, right? Mm -hmm. Like I couldn't really speak well. So uh, she's actually a speech pathologist. Okay. So she helped me a ton. I had like crazy ADHD. So my mind would move a million miles a second, yep, right? Yep. And I couldn't even speak and I would stutter because I was trying to speak so quickly that the words wouldn't even form yeah. or come out of my mouth. So she helped me a lot with that. And it was just like, always learning from my parents and like how nice they were and how supportive they were when I did the two companies I told you about, like hockey, yeah. lacrosse, destroyed their basement. <laughs> like I was dying lacrosse mesh and-, and Oh, dying the mesh. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I remember I, that. I was like I was yep. designing mesh for teams, doing custom stuff. And then I also had like a, a waterproof formula. So I was like dipping it in stuff. So it was waterproof. Okay. Destroyed the carpet. Yeah, yeah. Like absolutely, they had to tear <laughs> out the carpet after I was done yeah. with that. Um, but they were always just like, yes, let's uh, like do it. Let's, and they would give me money at the start. Like they would yep. help. Like if it was just like, I had to do odd jobs around the house to earn it, whatever. But they, they've always just been so supportive and yeah. That's dope. When was the first like day you downloaded TikTok and like, were you doing anything on social prior to that? So I had it since musically. So I've okay, actually yeah. been doing like, you can call it TikTok musically, whatever you want. I've been doing that for four years. I started when I was 14 years old okay. and, um, 
I was just like, I was filming Musical.ly's every day. I was doing like three Musical.ly's, whatever. And then... Three, I, three a day from the yeah, start. Yeah, from the start. Very beginning, I was doing three videos a day because I saw that it would grow me a little bit yeah, quicker yeah. than just posting one, even yep. though the three would perform, I guess, not as well, right? So anyways, uh, worked on my social media a ton, noticed that you can make money on live streaming. So I was like, hey, I'm going to capitalize on that. I became one of like the biggest live streamers on Musical.ly with only like 90k where there's these people with like millions of followers yep. right and i was just getting number one on the leaderboard i would live stream four hours minimum a day so that's kind of what built me uh switched over to tiktok i studied the algorithm figured out uh tutorials did really well yep. because people would share them and they would save them to their favorites as well comment on them and that's just what pushed everything back yeah. then. So I was all doing these tutorials that would get like 70 million views on TikTok, right? Love that. <laughs> That's and, crazy. And that kind of started my whole following. And then I saw these two tours that were Boys of Summer and Lights Out tour. And I hopped on that opportunity. And just from there, met all the Sway Boys and then it turned into Sway. That's what's up. Well, last thing, Jacqueline, you want to help me out real quick? Can you hand me the box right there? So I gave you to this right before the podcast yeah. started. This is called the Benjamin Bread Box. And I want to wrap it up with this. So my buddy, Daniel Allen Cohen, he I literally picked this up on the way to come shoot this podcast. Oh, okay. And I wanted to give it to you. I know you already saw it, but inside of here is... A hundred grand, obviously is prop money, but <laughs> I wanted to wrap it up with, you know, you're, you're an angel investor. You're investing in companies. You have your own companies. What is your number one piece of advice for money management for creators out there and how should they start managing their money better? First of all, stop buying expensive items. You're an influencer. You get stuff for free. <laughs> Every single pair of shoes I wear and clothing, <laughs> I get for free. Like why spend money on that stuff when you can get it all sent to you? And then secondly, don't leave your money in a bank account because it's just depreciating in value year after year. Yep. It's not growing. There's nothing. It's just sitting there. So like you might think you're saving your money and guess what? That's still better than going and buying like four cars, but <laughs> put your money into at least like just do something with it. Yeah. Make money with your money because it's it's such it's it's an army, right? Like, yep. So yeah. Okay. So let's do an analogy real quick. Someone gives you a hundred grand. What's the first thing you do with it? Uh, I would probably angel invest that hundred grand. All right. That's what's yeah. up. Well, my man, this is for you. Uh, and um, <laughs> for everyone watching, thank you so much for tuning in. Josh, where's the best place that everyone can stay in touch with everything you got going on? I mean, YouTube is Josh Richards. Go over there. Perfect. Yeah. Well, all right, brother. I appreciate it, man. Thank you so number much. Number two. We'll have to do it number three sometime. Yes, we'll have to. We'll have to. When right, Will bro. Smith comes on, we'll do the next one. All right, update, we'll, we'll all right? wrap it up there. <laughs> all right, bro. Peace. Peace. Legacy of Monsters, an Apple original series. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. On November 17th. This place, it's not ours. Believe me. The most massive event of the year arrives. If you come with me, you'll know everything, I promise. Oh my God, go, go, go! Monarch, Legacy of Monsters. Streaming November 17th, only on Apple TV+. Plus.